Hey, yeah, welcome to the program. It is the summer edition. I was going to say it's a lot. It's not the last one. It's the last one that I'm doing. But then Joel and Fletcher doing the summer edition of the breakfast show next week, and then the week after that, we've got the summer edition of Julian King and Jaleesa Apps coming in. So, but. Today, it's a different team as well, and I use the word team loosely. Obviously, basically a collection of individuals here on a Friday morning doing the breakfast show. Uh, no J.A., no Jaleesa Apps, last seen walking down the main street of Ride eating a potato and gravy from KFC after she wore the KFC tray. She had it on all day too. She was showing photographic evidence of having it on all day, and I know, I know. The co-host from today is shaking his head and well might he because I'm talking about the man who's very careful about what he puts into his body, James the Missile Magnuson. Hello, Missile. Morning, Jimmy. Uh, did you ever see across social media some of Jaleesa's work and more importantly, what Jaleesa was wearing yesterday? Yes, I saw what J.A. was wearing. Big fan of the Colonel, J.A. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was an all-out blatant attempt to get some free chicken over the course of a 12-month period. I'm not sure how she went with that, but but we wait and see. So very different, the diet today, let's put it that way. And speaking of, we're going to have a chat with Anthony Minicello. Now, this will be right up your alley, mate, won't it? Because it's all about what food the Sydney Roosters are going to be consuming in 2023. It's funny because I, I reckon I was driving to Newcastle to call a game and you and Joel were talking about, you know, getting that little bit extra out of players yeah, and right. all that sort yep. of thing. Yep. And I reckon something like food falls right into that category. Thoughts on that? Love this stuff. Uh, I've actually been um, crossing paths with Brendan Smith, seeing the cheese down at uh, North Bondi. Okay. Grassy Noel quite a bit. And he has... <laughs> that, that's uh, a Brian Fletcher's hill, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he is looking trim. Right. Yeah, yeah, he's looking trim. You can see, like, the outline of abs starting to show Don't through. Don't tell me there's... <laughs> he has ribs? Yeah. Wow. Um, so whatever they're doing there with Mini is working, but I've long thought that this is probably one of the final frontiers for high performance in rugby league, mm. um, is getting these players into physical shape that I think can take them to the next level. Yep. The Roosters spoke a lot about it in 2013, I think it was, when Sonny Bill came back. They won the comp. They were massive on this stuff. One of my mates was playing lower grades there at the time, and he said it went right through the club from the top down. They were so strict on this stuff. I was living with him at the time, and uh, they even had him on a specific diet and the sort of weight training that he was doing at the time being part of the club. So it's good to see that they've gone back to that. Um, I, I think it's a huge step in the right direction for the Roosters. So they did it 2018 as well. And then uh, based on the article from Christian Nicolucci around this, and this is what we can ask Minnie today, uh, Coach Trent Robinson felt there was just a slipping in standards mm. and said, right, we're going we're to ramp it up again. Yeah. For- well, you think it's the, the, the turnover you have of the roster. It's completely different players. True. Now. So time to refresh, get Minnie back in there. I mean, he's, he's got the secret to ageing, I reckon. The, the bloke looks... That's nah, ridiculous. He looks... 25. I saw him again around the eastern suburbs, and he does not age as at a, all. As a mate of mine said, there was a photo of Anthony Minicello running sprints between something like it was like 20, 2008, maybe 2010, um, and it shirt off back page. And yeah. as the mate of mine said, if I look like that, I'd burn every T-shirt I <laughs> <laughs> And here we are 12 years or 13 years he later, and same. nothing's changed. He looks the same. You know, he used to get up every morning when he had those back issues. So he was best player in the world, Golden Boot yep. winner 2005, missed 
so much footy for three years, back issues. So after yeah. that, he would get up every day, every day, and stretch for an hour before going to training. Love that. Love it's, that. I think he's the epitome of making the most of the body you've got and just getting every every last skerrick of talent out of your body. And he's a great example of what you can do if you just tick every single box uh, of high performance. Totally agree with that. Uh, so give us your thoughts on that. Give us your thoughts on what your diet might look like. I'm talking to the you, the listeners. You don't know what mine looks like. Uh, <laughs> Mark Woodford, tennis legend. He's going to be on as well. Some great tennis last night. There'll be even mm, greater, well, not greater, but as great tennis tonight as well. Rugby sevens player, Dominic Dutoy. Hey, Dominic, uh, you didn't, I think you went in. No, Dom came in uh, and did a morning with us. Here, because nice. she's a media student. She's completed her degree from UTS. She also happens to be a superstar for the Australian women's sevens team, who were all conquering until last week, basically, when they got bundled out in the semifinal stage by the USA. But uh, she's a star. They've got a game tonight. Have you got any interest in going out to uh, Allianz Stadium, the brand-new stadium, and, and checking out what's happening for the for the sevens, men's and women's? I wouldn't mind it. I actually presented the jerseys to the women's seven team um, one year before the Sydney sevens. Um, okay. So met, met all those girls. Um, that would have been pre-COVID, so 2020. They haven't played since 2020. They haven't played here in Australia since 2020 because of COVID. There and, you go. And, yeah. So it's there the first go. time back. I don't think Dom has played in... Uh, a sevens game for Australia in front of an Australian crowd. Wow. That was at uh, the new Parramatta Stadium that yes. year. Yes. Yep. It's a bit of fun. It's a lot of dress up. It's oh, good fun. Yeah. I went out there and watched one of the days. It was awesome. Great got, crowd involvement. It's got very Magnuson vibes, I reckon. <laughs> that, that, that whole event, I would have thought. Uh, Hammy Goodman will be along for a chat as well. If you're listening to us in Sydney, you're doing it via 1170 AM, 8.01 AM on the Central Coast. 1575 AM in the Illawarra, 90.3 FM in Griffith, 1323 AM in Canberra. If you're north of the border, hang on, hang on. Patton Heels will be there, 6 AM your time. In the meantime, you're listening via SENQ, 693 AM in Brizzy, SEN 1620 AM in the Goldie, SEN track through the regional Queensland. And you want to get us on the podcast, you can do that. Just search your favourite podcast platform, Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. So I mentioned Mark Woodford, Anthony Minicello, Dominic Dutoy and Hammy Goodman will be along for a chat. Righto, let's get into this Aussie Open update thanks to Bingley. Are you a tennis fan, James Magnuson? You've been watching this last couple of weeks. I'm a tennis fan for two weeks of the year about this time. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm I'm a little more interested this year. I watched the doco on Netflix. Ah, yes. Yes. Do you watch that? No, not yet. It's interesting. Uh, it's very surprising. And I think it's... In what a, way? I was really surprised at the mental fragility of tennis players. I was sitting there watching it going, these guys have the resilience of an eight-year-old child. Wow. Because they were talking to some of these players as they sort of stepped through. And this this isn't the big dogs. This isn't Federer, Nadal, uh, Djokovic. This is what they're calling the next generation yep. of tennis stars. So give us an EG. So, um, well, Kyrgios. Kyrgios, Kyrgios is one of them. Yeah. Uh, Tom Nianovic is one of them too, isn't she? Tom Nianovic, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, Taylor Fritz, the American. Right. Um, there's the Canadian guy. I can't remember his name. The younger players, who, yep. who's going to take over the, the throne, basically. And they, they chat through some of these games, and the way they just throw it away, they go, oh, I just knew today that I wasn't hitting the ball right. I knew it was done. <sighs> Or the momentum swung, and from there I knew the game was over. We're talking about a five-set game. 
they're, they're second set in and they're saying, I, I just knew it was over. And I'm like, where's the resilience? Yeah. It's, and they do live strange lives, tennis players, where a lot of them kind of leave school early because it's just there's the junior tour. Yep. And I was just really surprised. But it did give me a little bit of extra interest in this Australian Open. Arena Sabalenka and Alina Rybakina will play in the women's singles final. That's going to be tomorrow night. Now, Rybakina is the defending Wimbledon champ. So she's been mm. there, done that. But talk about – when you start talking about mental fragility, that's right in Arena Sabalenka's wheelhouse because that's what she's done. She This is the first final she's ever made. She made four semifinals previously, couldn't get through to a final. So it was a breakthrough win last night for her. But this is where I find it really interesting. We talked to uh, Brett Phillips about it, and he talks about the journey that they're on. So this Magda – who was it? Magda Lynette, she's 30 years of age. And this is the furthest she's gone into a Grand Slam ever, like mm. significantly. And it, you wonder why, what journey. Like they're not all Martina Hingis and winning Grand Slams at 16. Yeah. You know, yeah. They're, they're not. They're different in yeah. regards to that. And, I, mate, it's funny you mentioned that around because I was – remember Dasha? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Dasha. And I, I used to watch her play and think, you are the most mentally fragile person I've ever seen on a tennis court. Yeah. I, had all these skills, no doubt about it. No doubt trained hard. You could almost, and this is going to sound a little cruel, it's Sam Stoza. Some of her, yeah. the language you used to hear out of Sam Stoza was, how did you beat Serena Williams in a Grand Slam final at, in New York? Yeah. Like, yeah. But you did it. Yeah. But some of the things you, you hear her say and you just go, oh, no. I'd, I'd highly recommend watching this uh, tennis doco because I was, I guess I haven't spent a lot of time talking to tennis players about competing yep. and about um, their game. And I was just shocked. And I was, I was actually talking, my girlfriend was in New York at the time and I was texting her saying, have you seen this tennis doco? She goes, yeah, they're a bit mentally weak, aren't they? Oh, wow. She, she picked it up it straight away. Me, yeah. Because she's like... When it comes to that side of performance and stuff, I was um, pretty hardcore with that stuff and Were like you? very single-minded and yep. would work on that year round because when the time came, I only had 47 seconds to be in the right headspace. Yep. So I had to be switched on. It's probably harder for – it's definitely harder for these tennis players who have to stay switched on for up to five hours. But So uh, actually some would say it's easier because you, you actually have to get it right. You get that one opportunity. Yeah, to get it right. yeah, yeah, and it's an interesting one, right? So I, I just see it as a huge area for improvement for these young players up and coming. They've all, they're all talented, but I'd be spending way more time on that mental uh, toughness side of it. Totally, totally agree with you. So my wife, being a former tennis player, talk, talks about it a lot about how she was at the time and what she could should have been. Mm. You know where where she was at yeah. mentally, you know the thought process and all that. Have you seen? I don't. I think it was in that because a mate of mine's clipped it up. Uh, got a shout out to Paul Wilde, the gutter guarders, gutter guarder, but he loves it. It's, it's, I think it's before a French Open final. It might be just a match. And the, there's one player there waiting to go out. And Rafael Nadal is behind him. He's running. And he's a bull. Yeah, He's yeah, yeah, just yeah. a bull. Yeah. And you're thinking, that bloke's beaten before he walks out Oh, there. absolutely. I think it was Kasper Ruud, was the, it? the Norwegian, who's right. now ranked number two in the world. He gets beaten by Nadal in that match in straight sets. They talked to him after the game and he said, I just hope I never have to play Rafa in a final at Roland Garros again because he's unbeatable on clay. That's all I have to hope for. And I go, Rafa's that's done. 
Rent that's, free. That's, that's number two in the world. <laughs> yes. Casper yeah, Rude. And he says, the, the interviewer says, how do you beat Rafa on clay? And he says, I just hope I don't ever have to play him because I can't beat him. He's unbeatable. He's not unbeatable. The guy's human. But that's the, that's the mindset. Lots to unpack there oh. for that. <laughs> get on the couch. Come over here. Get on the couch. We've got, we've got some work to do. So Robakina beat Victoria as a ranker, 7-6-6-3. I won't say she beat herself as a ranker, but and Robakina's got a serve that would um, surpass many on the men's side of the oh, ball. Oh, yeah. She, she's she a very good player. Yep. What's interesting, though... It, um, Azarenka is 33 years of age, a two-time champion, albeit you know a decade ago, but uh, now a mother. Um, she was asked questions in the post-game, and, and a lot of them at times aren't related to tennis. For example. There's been a, a lot of scrutiny about a lot of the Russian and Belarusian players here, and I'm sure even if you weren't looking at social, you would have seen there was an incident with Novak's um, dad last night. Do, do you think there are other players who, who get impacted by it? Other players get impacted by what? Distractions out of their hands and, and the constant sort of news and talk about I mean, know, issues. News, like news are coming from who? Well, from everyone. <laughs> social we, media. You were here talking, talking about it right now, so you, obviously it's a topic that you want to continue to bring up. What do you want me to say? Are you able to distance yourself from completely? Does it concern you at all? I, I don't know what you guys want us to do about it. Like, talk about it. I, 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 don't, I don't know what's, what's the goal here that um, is continuously brought up and uh, these incidents that, in my opinion, have nothing to do with players, but somehow you keep dragging players into it. What's the goal here? I think you should ask yourself that question, not me. So six love, six love to Azarenka in that one. But it's interesting, isn't it? She's the 33-year-old. She's really well-equipped to deal with that sort of question. Yeah. Um, But you just, like she makes a, what do you want? What do you want the players to do here? So if you put your journalist cap on or you there, you want to grab out of them that's going to go global, right? That, that That's what you want out of them. Yeah. And, and she was too smart to, to get involved in that. What do you want her to say? She's Russian. She's from Russia. Do you want her to, to hammer her own country and then go back and get disappeared when she comes back to her home country? Yeah. Like, like I mean, it's, that's it's, too, yeah. it's too dangerous for her to say anything, but... Um, Oh, yeah, I, I don't know what what you want her to respond as an athlete. I, I'm I feel I feel awkward. I feel almost a little bit embarrassed listening to that coming from an Australian journalist because I just think to put an athlete in that position to try and get her to to get a sound grab about her own country, which is potentially dangerous, is just almost I irresponsible. I don't like that line yep. of questioning because it, yep. it it can be potentially dangerous and. I find it hard to listen to. It's on the back of the Ukraine's ambassador to Australia demanding that Novak Djokovic's father be banned from the Australian Open. Now, this is after pictures emerged of uh, a group of Vladimir Putin supporters. So they they had a Russian flag with Vladimir's face on the flag. And Novak's father walked over, got a photo, Mm. and walked away basically saying, cheers to all Russians, Mm. uh, the equivalent of it. Um, The problem I have with that, um, there's... There's a little bit of video. There's a there's a, a photo obviously going around. But the point is, give me context. Yeah. Give me context. I'm with you. How, like, did he go over and like were they hassling? He just goes over. I'll get a photo. Did he even go? Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, hang on. That's Vladimir Putin's face on the flag. Oh, and, and have you ever walked away from a bunch of Kiwis and go, "Hey, the Kiwis." 
Like, yeah, give yeah, me yeah. context. Yeah, yeah. Like, no doubt they were asking him for a photo. He's not going asking members of the crowd <laughs> for photos. That's like, right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll have. I was going to say we'll have to get to the bottom of that. We won't because we won't have context. <laughs> we don't have Novak's father on the line today. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's the Aussie Open update. Thanks to Bing Lee, we do have Mark Woodford on the line, so we'll have a chat to him about that. BBL update. Thanks to Izuzu. Live your own way in the Izuzu D Max. Do you get interested in cricket for six weeks of the year? Probably this one week. <laughs> <laughs> the finals. It seems to have dragged. Like. I flick on and off, but it seems to have dragged on for a long time. But now I'll tune in that the finals are up and about. Uh, Dougie Bollinger and myself calling the Eliminator from the Sydney Showground tonight. Sydney Thunder taking on the Brisbane Heat. The winners goes to the knockout. That's Melbourne Renegades on Sunday at Marvel. But in the meantime, Saturday night, the Perth Scorchers hosting the Sydney Sixers at Optus Stadium. Steve Smith playing in that one. That's absolutely huge. But back page article today from Benny Horn in the Daily Telegraph and News Limited papers, Iron Mike, anger as stars hit for on-air comments. So Moses Enriquez got hit under the chin by a ball uh, that had bounced from a bounce throw. He came up, I think it might have come off, off the keeper's off glove. Off the keeper's glove. Yeah, hit yeah, him yeah. In, and he um, swore. Okay. Mike on, fined $5,000 by Cricket Australia. You're kidding. No, I kid you not. <laughs> Uh, David Warner, I didn't hear because we were calling that game as well. Apparently had a joke about the umpires in the Sydney Smash, $5,000. Wow. So basically, the Sydney Sixers have said, we are not miking up Moses Enriquez anymore because if he gets another fine, he's hit with a suspension as well and we lose him for games. So crowds are, or crowds, um, audiences up 30% on Fox for BBL, mm. audience is up overall 10%. Like, it's just been a, I don't know how, a breakthrough year for the BBL. They're back, baby, right? And then you do this. I can really see why the players are going, oh, leave me out of it. Yeah, big time. It, it, it happens in the NRL when they put the cameras in the sheds and stuff like that as well. You want all the access, but you want to take out all the, well, the, the parts of sport that exist, right? When yeah. you get hit, you swear. Yeah. When you stub your toe walking around the house, yes, yeah, that's you're right. not mic'd up, but <laughs> let me tell you. Thank heavens. <laughs> what do they expect? Uh, it's, it's a little bit like that. Here's the, here's the other one, and I don't, I don't know. It, I heard it, and I thought, did I just hear what I heard? And, and then, so. Did he go big or just a little one? Who's that? Moses. Did he really let rip and a few no, So I didn't hear that. Or? I was calling that oh. one as well. But so it's like that one I didn't hear, that one I didn't didn't hear. And they've been fine. The one I did hear was Aaron Finch playing for the Melbourne Renegades, right? And yeah. his and I just had to check what I heard. Farwood Ahmed had bowled his overs out, four overs. Worst fielder easily in the team, maybe the competition. Yeah. Wants to get him off. Like you got a tight finish, uh, get your worst fielder off. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. He walks up to him, still mic'd up, open mic, and says, how's your knee feeling? Your knee not feeling good? You better go off. Oh. Farwad didn't know his knee was bad. <laughs> then he limped off. Wow. And they had an interchange player. There you go. Come on. And I'm like, if, you wanna f- like, if you're thinking about where the rules have been breached and yeah. the, the gamesmanship, unsportsmanlike conduct, exhibit A. Very interesting. But heard nothing about that. So, uh, you know. 
Moses Enrique is squaring when the ball hits him in the chin. You know what? Well, I can cop that. Oh, absolutely. But but this one, where you're looking at the integrity of the game, nothing mentioned. I thought mm. that was a little bit strange. Anyway, have your thoughts on that. Uh, the powerful Isuzu D-Max. Visit your local Isuzu Ute dealer today. We've got football action from last night. Sydney FC get the win over the Melbourne victory. The NBL was on as well. The Breakers absolutely smashed the bullets. We'll talk about that. We've got the Kings' last regular season game this Sunday afternoon at Kudos Bank Arena. And we've got a couple of prizes to give away as well. A Signet Boost Power Bank and we've got the $100 tennis only voucher. We'll give those out throughout the course of the show. We've got to get ourselves to a break. We're off and running. This is Summer Breakfast with Jimmy and James. Vossi and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from 6 till 9. Tune in through 11.70am in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app.